Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome in on this Friday, the Friday that the College World Series gets underway, but you get to sit back and relax, at least for this one, for another day until tomorrow when things really get started for Ole Miss. If you are making the trip to Omaha while you're listening to this, I hope you're you're safe. Be careful. Enjoy yourself as best you can up there. I've heard it's a great time, and uh, I'm jealous. I am jealous of all of you that get to go. But please enjoy yourself and be safe and have fun and be loud and crazy and all that good stuff. My name, by the way, is Michael Borky. I'm always glad that you guys are with me, as promised, by the way, on this College World Series Friday. A uh, Final thoughts, if you will, on, on Ole Miss and Auburn specifically. Uh, this was done uh, with a live chat uh, as well last night. So I talk about Auburn starter. We know who that is now, a guy that Ole Miss has not seen or, or did not see in that three-game series that they played on the Plains back in March. So an unfamiliar pitcher on a familiar team for Ole Miss, so we talk about that. I tell you how far I think they can make it in this tournament, why I think that is the case, and also what could hold them back and more. So that's coming your way uh, right now on this Friday. Don't forget, if you haven't already, to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get them, if you're listening in browser. Just search Rebel Report. Uh, that's all you got to search and subscribe. And if you feel like it, leave a rating and a review. I would appreciate that very much. Also, uh, follow me on Twitter if you haven't already at Michael Borky. And the podcast is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. If you are unfortunately not making the trip to Omaha like me, oh, and, and a lot of people like me, sadly, are not able to make the trip, but you want to do something behind the grill, I know I'm going to be doing something behind the grill tomorrow. It is Father's Day weekend, after all. So you're going to be cooking with meat. You want to get that meat at LB's. It's the best place in this state to do it. They're big supporters of Ole Miss sports, especially Ole Miss baseball. And they've also got everything you need uh, to cook with meat. They've got good sides there as well, good advice, too, if you need it. Uh, daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, but they will be open tomorrow. You know, if you if you want to get something for the grill, LB's just across from Kroger on University right there in Oxford is the place to do it when you go tell Greg or anybody there that I sent you. Also, Advantage Business Systems, absms.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, absms.com is the website. absms.com. Office technology, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's tech, if it's in the office and your business needs it, absms.com, again, is the website. If you tell them I sent you, get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They will come out, do an assessment absolutely free to you. All right, so here it is now. Final thoughts, if you will. Final thoughts on Ole Miss and Auburn and Auburn starting pitcher and all that good stuff uh, from last night's live chat. So here that is right now. Enjoy your trip to Omaha, and I will be back with you guys Saturday night after the game for a Game 1 recap from the College World Series. See you guys then, and uh, safe travels. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you Saturday night, but here that is right now. 
Got that out there. Let's get started. Glad to see you guys. Don't forget uh, to subscribe if you haven't already and like the video. If you haven't already, I would appreciate that uh, a lot if you actually physically hit that like button as well. And if you have not subscribed, please go ahead and do so. It is free. It doesn't cost you anything. It just lets you know when I go live or something like that. The plan tentatively this weekend is uh, I am probably not going to go live during the game on Saturday, but I will immediately after. I think that's the plan right now. So whenever it ends, 6 o'clock start, if weather cooperates and stuff. Uh, so around 9, 9.30, whenever the game ends, I'll fire this up on Saturday night and uh, and talk with you guys about it. So that's the plan for now. So subscribe if you haven't, and um, you won't miss it, because I don't want you to miss it unless you're going to Omaha, in which case, enjoy yourself. Um, th- there's one excuse. But anyway, um, that's the plan. That is the uh, that's the plan for right now. So we do have Auburn's pitcher. I want to start with that tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, Memphis Rumble. These are I got these on Amazon for like eight dollars, and uh, because I, you know, my vision is perfectly fine. Uh, it, it's just I, I get the occasional, uh, and it only lasts usually for like a half hour to an hour. The occasional just like paralyzing headache. And for whatever reason, today's has lasted for a long time. So I got these because the majority of my day is spent behind multiple screens. Like here in my home office, I've got two, which isn't all that much, but I've got two here. And then when I get to the studio, I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I have six in front of me. And so these just help bring uh, bring that down. So you won't see them that often. Honestly, they don't go back that fo- like far enough on my head to make it work. I've got a I've got a big old noggin here, so it doesn't really uh, doesn't really work. But I appreciate the uh, compliment. And if you want to be like Memphis Rebel, uh, you can just go ahead and drop a comment anytime you want. I would love to hear from you guys tonight and anytime that I have fired one of these up. All right, no more delaying. We're four minutes in, and I haven't told you who it's going to be. Joseph Gonzalez is going to be the pitcher for Auburn. Joseph Gonzalez is not somebody that uh, Auburn pitched against Ole Miss in any capacity back in March when these two teams played uh, on the Plains. Now, so much has changed, and I haven't seen a single person uh, say or intimate or anything that like there can be stuff learned from that series other than y- you probably have more on Auburn than you would uh, Oregon State, who Auburn beat to get here, simply because you've played them, you've scouted all their hitters, and you've scouted the teams that were playing Auburn, so it's you know easier to learn more about them quicker than it is Oregon State. But there's really nothing you can take away from that series because Joseph Gonzalez didn't throw. Dylan DeLucia threw in relief. You know, that, that this was before DeLucia and Elliott were Ole Miss's guys. Uh, the guy that Auburn's throwing, who, by the way, has a complete game under his belt this season uh, against Vanderbilt, where he threw uh, an eight-hitter. I don't know if that means anything to you or not but only gave up one earned run and struck out eight in that game. Uh, so he's a very capable pitcher, obviously, but he's a guy that Ole Miss hadn't seen yet. 
Um, as far as I can tell, he's a big righty, by the way, big guy. He's uh, listed at 6'4", 230, so like a, a linebacker on the mound. Uh, apparently is going to be more of uh, similar to what Ole Miss saw last weekend with Waldrip and Hall. Guys that ha- – like he's going to have good velo, but it's not going to absolutely blow you away. And he's he's clearly not a strikeout pitcher. It's going to be a lot of stuff that he keeps down in the zone, relies on off-speed stuff, um, pitching to contact almost, because his strikeout numbers uh, are not particularly impressive in his starts. So, for example, he took the loss at Oregon State, uh, pitched five innings, did strike out five. But in their win over Florida State, six complete, only struck out three. In their loss, his loss at Kentucky – Five complete, only struck out three. Lasted two and two-thirds against Arkansas. Pitched quite well uh, against Tennessee. Relatively speaking, it is Tennessee, but he gave them seven and a third against the Vols. Only struck out two. Uh, But his walk numbers are good. So he's got uh, 73 innings pitched and only 14 walks. So very clearly, he's a guy that he he doesn't have overpowering stuff. He's going to pitch to contact. Apparently, he keeps things low. And, and won't have a fastball that's just going to juice you. Um, he's going to keep everything down and pitch to contact. And the numbers back that up. Um, very similar to uh, to last weekend. Memphis Rebel, I, it, it's funny you say this. I was thinking the same thing. Either Ole Miss is going to chase him early, and they're just going to square him up, or, or uh, something like that, or he's going to pitch into the ninth. Like, there's... <laughs> Really nowhere in between, but I would be really encouraged. I, I I am really encouraged by what I saw from Ole Miss last weekend uh, in their at-bats against those pitchers. I had a listener to the radio show. This is how crazy some people are. Get this. Uh, two, two guys stood out in particular to me, listeners that were angry on our text line at me about things that I said leading up to the Super Regional. One guy told me, that I was quote-unquote talking junk all week and Ole Miss winning is what I deserved. And I asked him what he meant, and he said, because I was talking up Southern Miss's pitchers and saying that they could give Ole Miss problems. Another guy said in our winners and losers segment that I was a loser because I talked up Southern Miss pitching. Okay, you guys saw it. And if you have half a brain, you saw that Hall and Waldrop were objectively very, very good pitchers and they had they showed you in that super regional despite the score and Ole Miss's dominance they showed you the stuff that matched the numbers the the difference is Ole Miss's approach was phenomenal last weekend was absolutely phenomenal last weekend and because of that they were able to get just enough from Hall and Waldrip and take advantage of the opportunities, the few that they were given. They were able to take advantage. They worked counts. They waste pitches. Ole Miss's approach last weekend was absolutely phenomenal. And I, I guess I'm a loser because I told you that Southern Miss had good pitchers. So be it. Those two guys have electric stuff. And your approach at the plate was outstanding last weekend. So that should be really, really encouraging. Um, Because those two guys, although their strikeout numbers are better than this, for sure, but those aren't guys that, like, 
had super high velocity stuff either. They had good velo, uh, but it wasn't like they were throwing 99, 100 like you get from a couple of guys at Tennessee, right? They were trying to keep things down, uh, good off-speed stuff. Uh, th- this guy, based on what I've read and and what I've heard, is no better, different. I'm not saying he's the same, but it's no better than what you saw last weekend. And their plate discipline and approach last week was uh, was excellent, was excellent. And the, the most important thing, I think, to me, and I've said it a few times now, that Ole Miss two months ago was a team that was really only scoring on the long ball. That was it. Uh, 14 of their runs in the Super Regional were scored by not home runs, and it was just T.J. McCants' home run that was largely inconsequential, although a very cool moment for a young man that deserved a moment like that. Um, they've been scoring in other ways. They haven't been dependent on um, they haven't been dependent on the long ball, and because of that, whatever has changed in their offensive approach makes them more dangerous. It, it makes them more dangerous. And uh, while you know this is somebody they haven't seen before, this is somebody that that is capable of making talented teams unproductive like I, I mentioned you know he went seven and a third against Tennessee he pitched eight complete against Mississippi State which was good offensively uh this past season despite their record being atrocious um Mississippi State was awful but offensively they were not and he pitched eight complete again nine complete uh, against Vanderbilt he had seven complete against South Carolina which you know but still he has shown that he's been able to to go deep into games, but Ole Miss's approach last week was so encouraging that I think um, this is not somebody that uh, would intimidate me, if uh, if that makes sense. So there's some quick thoughts on uh, Auburn's pitcher, and let's get to what you guys have to say. Let's get to what you guys have to say. Let me scroll up here. Memphis Rebel says, you know, I was at the Rebel Road Trip in Corinth today. Awesome. And I should have asked Lane, now what all do we have to do to keep you around for a while? Um, can uh, you, you want the honest answer? Be creative and competitive in NIL. That will keep him around. Because the, I, it sounds like I talk out of both sides of my mouth. When I say things like college football is not changing at all, the best programs are going to keep getting the best players because this always was a money thing and that there's not going to be a dramatic shift in the sport. Like when people say, oh my gosh, the teams like Alabama are just going to sign all the good players. They already signed all the good players. Um, I do think, though, there's a chance for a place like a Texas A&M that traditionally couldn't recruit the way they are now to jump into the fold. There's a chance for jobs like Ole Miss to elevate themselves if you have creativity and good funding in your NIL program. I think if Ole Miss gets ahead, continues to get ahead in a lot of cases from programs that you would think they're on equal footing with, that's going to keep Kiffin around. And, and there are some jobs that there, there's no way. I mean, it, there's nothing you can do. But I do think 
the the number of viable options in college football continues to shrink. And if this Grove Collective thing continues to take off and people get really creative and involved in NIL, it can shrink that list even more. Um, because there are a lot of programs, if you can believe it, it's that aren't anywhere close to being where Ole Miss is right now in NIL. Now, Ole Miss is not Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, Miami. You know, they're not up there but they're in better shape than a lot of programs that they have been on quote unquote equal footing with. They're in a lot better shape than a lot of programs, some of which would surprise you, I think. So if that continues to be well-funded and organized and robust and this transfer portal thing works and, and all that, the number of options continues to shrink unless the NFL comes calling in which you say, thank you and good luck. Williams asking how I like the Saints alternative black helmet. I love everything about it except for the stripe, and the stripe ruins it. The stripe is horrible. Just just a gold stripe down the middle or two gold stripes down the middle would make that helmet perfect. I love it from the side. That stripe is horrendous. It's horrible. And apparently Sean Payton designed it. So do we have to use it? Uh, Anyway. Ramsey says the guy Auburn is throwing causes a lot of ground balls. Rebels got to be able to lay off the junk down. Rebels are playing with a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, and see, that's what I was talking about. Although, obviously, they're different pitchers. Every pitcher is different. But um, Ole Miss really did a really good job against really good pitchers last weekend of working counts, wasting pitches, not giving them cheap outs. And so if they can do that again, which there's no reason to think they won't, then, then they'll win on Saturday. Memphis Rebel says Ole Miss usually tees off on the strikeouts pitchers, but suck versus the contact pitchers. Gary's asking the the hard question: What are Ole Miss's chances of winning it all? So I, I tweeted. I was halfway joking uh, on Twitter, not halfway. I was joking, obviously, but uh, I've been thinking more about it. Uh, I, I do think that Ole Miss has a really good chance, actually. And I know I shouldn't say that out loud because now that I said that out loud, they're going to go 0-2 and and I'm going to have egg on my face again. But that's okay. You guys don't care if I'm right. You just want to, you know, be entertained or have a good conversation. You know, accuracy. There's not a scoreboard behind me, right? Keeping my predictions, wins and losses. That's not important. Uh, But now that I said that, they're going to go 0-2. and I do think, though, with the way they're playing right now, um. Yes, they absolutely – what are the chances? I, I don't know. Um, they were middle of the pack in odds, which sounds about right, uh, at least the ones that I looked at on DraftKings. I mean, the, they were you know, third or fourth in odds. That makes sense to me. My concern still is third starter. That's the issue. That's the one thing I think that's holding this team back because I think offensive approach right now is phenomenal. I think uh, DeLucia and Elliott – are in high-level form, and yes, everybody else has good pitchers too. It's the College World Series. Every team's got really good players in the College World Series. Stanford, for example, has got great pitchers. Arkansas has got good pitchers. They all have good pitchers, but, I mean, the combination of Delusia and Elliott in their current form are as good as anybody. It might be slightly hyperbolic, but I don't think so. Those guys are, are... pitching at such a high level right now that there's – is there any other team in the bracket where you look and you think, you know what, 
those two guys are way better than the guys that Ole Miss has. I don't think they're, I don't think that exists. So between the bats being what they are, those two guys being what they are, and then the handful, you know, Johnson and Mallets and those guys that you're able to bring out of the pen in relief, that can all win a championship. My question is game three. Who do you win game three with? Of the championship series or the the, the first regional, if you will, in Omaha? Because you have to win a game three. You can't go 2-0 and oh in, in the first part of this College World Series and move on to the championship series. And it's not going to be Arizona, who you see in game three, who's just throwing a guy with an eight ERA that's barely seen the field all year. It's not going to be like that. So who do you win game three with? If you go 2-0 in the first round, you know, if you happen to split in a championship series, if you can get there, who is game three pitcher? And can they win a game like that? That, to me, is the only thing that would truly limit them besides, you know, just getting beat by a really good team. Like, if Auburn just beats them, then so be it. If they beat Auburn and they play Stanford and Stanford beats them, so be it. But I think Ole Miss is Achilles' heel here. is something that they really haven't had to rely on this postseason. And when they did, it didn't go well. I mean, Arizona squared up Derek Diamond. They squared him up. Ole Miss just scored 20 runs in the game. So who is that going to be? I think that is the one thing that might be keeping them from winning the national championship or even going to the championship series. But with the way they're playing, the confidence that they're playing with, and those two guys that they bring uh, starters on the mound and then the three or four bullpen arms are really, really good and can match up with anybody in this field. It's just game three that I'm concerned about. Ramsey says, Auburn isn't the same team when Ole Miss beat them two out of three earlier this year, but Ole Miss isn't the same team either. That is the understatement of the century, man, but I'm agreeing with you completely. Ole Miss' approach to the plate lately has been very mature. They should be able to get to this guy, so their missed pitchers last week are better than this guy, in my opinion. Did I see McCants back in the lineup, or do you stick to Wood and Calvin Harris? That's a good question. I would stick with what works right now. Because uh, I, I know that McCants hit that home run, and, and that was awesome, especially if you know what he's been going through this season. That was a really cool moment, uh, one that that the young man deserved. But, no, I would stick with what's worked lately, and, and I, I would stick to that, yeah. And William, exactly. That's why you can't, he says, live off home runs in this park. Exactly. And that that's what's so good uh, about Ole Miss's approach lately is they have not depended on the home run in the postseason. They've hit them. I mean, Kemp Alderman hit one to freaking Boca Raton in the regional, right? Uh, Chatagne had a big home run in the regional, but that's not the only way they've scored. And you're right, you can't live off home runs uh, in this park. Speaking of that, despite that, I would walk uh, Sonny Deshera every single time he comes up to bat. Every single time, here I'll uh, I'll I'll read you his stats because it's mind blowing. the The last few games, uh, Auburn's uh, beefy first baseman, one of the best home run hitters in college baseball right now. Uh, he's hitting three ninety two on the season, but his last few games are, are what's really impressive. So, let's see. 
So in the postseason, against Selah, he went three for six, had a home run. Against Florida State, went three for five, had a home run. Against UCLA, he went three for four, happened to not have a home run. Against Oregon State, went one for four, had a home run. And then in the deciding game in the Super Regional, went two for two and had a home run. Walk the guy. Walk the guy every time he's up. Well, I say every time. Circumstantial, like if the bases are loaded or something or whatever, no. But look, if if you can put him on base, I would do it. Because with all due respect to the to the young man who I'm sure works very, very hard, having him on the base paths is not the worst thing in the world. I would rather have him standing on first base than rounding first base on his way home after he hit a bomb off of you. I would consider walking him with the way he's hitting every single time. Every single time. Um, He's that good. I would consider it. I really would. Paul says Ole Miss has to win the first two games, and they can. I, I agree. Serena, what is up? Where have you been? Where have you been? Been a while. Greg says uh, <laughs> Ole Miss needs Auburn to keep Harson. Um, I don't think that I don't think that he would leave for Auburn. I really don't. I know people have speculated about that. Um, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm the only one that's actually thinking about this because I saw somebody rank the SEC jobs the other day, and they had Auburn in front of Ole Miss and Arkansas and Kentucky, and I thought, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, aside from the completely and totally unrealistic expectations, besides the fact that you're sharing a state with the greatest college football coach to ever live, um, they tried to destroy Brian Harson's family and marriage. I wouldn't touch that job, even if it was better than the one I had. But if it you know, was close enough to a lateral move, I wouldn't go there. So I have lofty, unrealistic expectations. Not that great, apparently, of an NIL situation. And by God, if I lose some football games that I should win one time, you're going to try to ruin my marriage. You're going to dig into my life to find any dirt on me to fire me. No, thanks. I'll stay where I'm comfortable and where people don't do that. Michael's asking if uh, win or lose, do I see Bianco announcing his retirement after the season? I do not. Uh, I do not at all. Um, No, the the conversation, which was real, by the way, uh, during the season when things were going very bad, um... That was not that was that was not like a pulmonary I'm gonna hang it up. I've had a good run. I'm gonna ride off into the sunset and do podcast interviews for the rest of my life and work in the office. No, that that was gonna be a, a true firing. And don't forget, he's only fifty-five years old. He's young. You know, he's got a lot of coaching left in him. Um one of his kids moved back to Oxford. I think another one's going to Ole Miss next year. I mean, when the scholarship thing ends, he'll have one of the better jobs in the country. 
No, he's not going anywhere. Let's see. Sorry, the comments are jumping all over the place on me. Um, William says you can't win it if you're not in it, no doubt. Memphis Rubble says if you haven't used him, start Brandon Johnson in Game 3 in the winner's bracket. That's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. I do. Um, I just, you know, maybe you use Diamond in relief. I just, I could not in good faith start him in a game unless I was on a very, very, very short pitch count because you saw it. Um, You're going to see better lineups here than Arizona, and Arizona squared him up because after, I mean, it's not even after a time through the lineup. It's use him in relief or start him and use him as a opener because if you're really – I'm going to try to run him out there for four or five innings. I think that's a fool's errand, and you're playing with fire at that point. Uh, so if you haven't used Johnson, that's actually really interesting. Uh, Delusia going deep in this game is a, a big factor, just like last weekend. I mean, it worked out perfectly for Ole Miss. Um, last weekend, Delusia and Elliott just eating innings, you know, completely eating innings and saving that pen. Same phenomenon's got to happen here, too. Ramsey, I, I talked about that before I saw this. Yeah, I would walk him basically, basically every at-bat. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless base is loaded, there's very few circumstances where I would not. But again, I'd rather have him on first base, running the bases, than jogging around first base after he hits a home run. You agree, say, Rebs win if they don't let Sonny D beat them. Walk, walk, walk. William says, my final thought, Ole Miss will win it all. All right, I like the bold prediction. Ole Miss always wins games they're not supposed to and lost when they were not supposed to win. We are not supposed to be here. I love the logic. It's hard to argue with. William says, not like he's a running threat, but didn't Sonny D tweak a hamstring? Might hurt his hitting. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody um, because it looked like he did, right? Um, But he stayed in the game. And I haven't seen anybody mention it at all, other than it looked like he did. So. If Strubble says, if Ole Miss is up 9-4 to four in the bottom of the ninth, with the bases loaded and two outs, I'd walk to share it, even if it gives up a run. I don't know if, if Mike would do that. I would. Ah, uh, well... I'm glad to hear that you get to catch us on the radio. I, I really am. I, you know, it's it's been a while. It's just 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 been a while, and glad to see you're still with me. You know, I thought I thought I lost you there for a while. Glad you're back. Craig says, "What's your message to the team Friday night?" Um, whatever you said to them before the super regional games. I, I mean, they they are playing so atypical to Mike Bianco teams of the past um they're just loose and comfortable and relaxed i mean i I wonder if you even like give them some kind of a message the night before like people do for football games i wonder if you just continue to to keep it loose and and relaxed and low-key and just kind of you know you guys do your thing i'm just gonna coach and you guys have fun and keep doing what you're doing i'm just 
you know, I'm just here to steer the boat, but you're on the front with the music blaring, you know, pounding beers, you know, he's just the ship captain at this point. Um, Everybody seems so relaxed. I don't know if I would treat this any differently because the way they look, and again, it's outside looking in the way they look is relaxed, chill, Honestly, they look like the games aren't big, and they are, but they don't, they're not acting like they are. It's very different, and they, they, they've looked like they've been in complete control of every game they've played in so far. So I don't know if I would do, unless that's routine. But if it's not, I wouldn't change now. Just relax, watch a movie. I don't know. Memphis Rebel says, when I saw Keith in Corinth tonight, I'll tell you something. He looked relieved. I <laughs> I believe it. I uh, I believe it. Because, like, going 0-2 in Hattiesburg would have put him in a horrible situation. Um, and, and the thing is, like, you know, if, they, if their name didn't get called on Selection Monday, a, a change was going to come. It, it was. It absolutely was. Um. But I know people don't like this, and it's weird to talk about this right now because the College World Series is this weekend and everybody's excited about it. When you are investing into football, what Keith Carter is investing into football right now, uh, at a place like Ole Miss where you have unprecedented investment into football, you don't want to pay the buyout of a non-revenue sport especially when the program is not bad. You know what I mean? So understanding that it would have happened and and it had to be done without knowing, without having talked to him, I can imagine when you're paying your football coach seven and a half million and you've got more support staff than you've ever had and there's more money going into that program than you've ever had and you're renovating the practice facility right now and you're asking donors for more money so you can do this $400 million stadium project and please, please, please donate to this NIL fund so they can keep signing good players. And there's just so much money that is required in so many places. Money's tight. And so they would have done it, but I promise you they didn't want to do it. They would have because they needed to, but they they didn't want to because that $2 million or whatever, um, could be used for so much could be used for football essentially um so yeah relieved is, is i'm not surprised to to hear that because paying a buyout for a non-revenue sport would have just that would have stuck that would have really sucked and now you've got to factor in i i bet they're worried about what football attendance is going to look like and this is every athletic department it's unless prices go down in the next three months, two and a half months, fewer people are going to want to go drive up there for games. And so less money is going to be made there. It's, it's a mess right now being a college administrator and your coach getting to the college world series. So you don't have to uh, consider paying a buyout for an on-revenue sport is a relieving thing. What's my prediction on how this tournament unfolds. Okay. Good question. Um, I'm sorry I'm saying this out loud. I'm sorry I'm doing this. 
because we're going to come back here on Saturday and Ole Miss will have lost 12 to nothing. Uh, I do think Ole Miss will make the championship series and I think they'll play Texas. And from there, I don't know. But for some reason, I feel like that's what's going to happen. And you want to talk about, I mean, storybook, right? It's what's so poetic about sports is all over the years, all the demons that Mike Bianco has acquired, Miami, Arizona, possibly Texas, a win over Arkansas will will be worked in there. To, To beat all those teams to win a championship would be pretty freaking poetic, wouldn't it? Alan says, I was at the game Saturday and I've never been more happy to have a near heat stroke. This team has found his groove again and is dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. (laughs) I was far more comfortable um, inside. I wouldn't have done that. But I admire the folks of you that uh, that did. Um, Yeah, the Hispanic Titanic, yeah, I would walk him to basically every at-bat. So... Anyway, thank you guys so much. I'm going to get going. I've got a couple of things that I've still got to do tonight. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, again, Saturday after the game, not during at any point, just after the game, I'll uh, I'll be live with you then. So like the video if you haven't, subscribe, and uh, I'll see you guys Saturday night after the Ole Miss-Auburn game. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.